This is Rama for today. Now, thank God for Mark 11, 23 and 24. But I've also practiced verse 25 along with it. I just always refused all my Christian life. I, I have always refused to have the least bit of animosity, the least bit of ill will, the least bit of wrong feeling. Won't entertain it for a moment. I mean, if any kind of the least bit of animosity, the least bit of ill feeling, or wrong feeling towards anybody, if it comes up in me any way, shape, form, or fashion, I get after it, as we say down here in Oklahoma, tooth and toenail. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan and his series on Love the Way to Victory. Some folks want to start on top, but you don't do that. You start climbing the ladder on the bottom rung and climb up. If you're not willing to do that, you'll never make it. I know ministers, some are going to be with the Lord now. Some are still alive, old as I am and older. Sat around Dallas there for years, said to me, Kenneth said, if you run across any big churches that's open, let me know. They wanted to start on the top. Well, I ran across some big churches, but I didn't let them know they'd never pastored anything. They couldn't make a success pastor. You can't make success pastoring a big church if you haven't pastored a little church. Amen. Amen. That's absolutely the truth. Well, you see, they never made it. They never made it. They died. And some of them are still alive, 75, 80 years old, never done anything, never done anything, and going to have to give an account unto God for the call of God on their life. Amen. That's right. For the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. But we started on the bottom. I mean, we had a three-room postage, shotgun. You know what I mean, shotgun? All those rooms lined up, you know, right one side or the other. And the front wall was, uh, you know, the thing had... Uh, it just set up in that black land on blocks and it had shifted and the wall had pulled out and there's about four inches or five inches between a cat or dog could climb up between there. That's our parsonage that we lived in. Amen. No running water. No bath. Only a path. Amen, but love compels you. Amen. We love God and love the people. Nonetheless, that very first week we were there, here came a lady to the parsonage, one of the members, and she talked a little bit about something else, and finally she got around to it, said, well, Brother Hagin said, I wanted to come and tell you because I knew you'd hear about it. I wanted to tell you how old sister so-and-so treated me, what she did. And she began with this long rigmarole about how sister so-and-so had done what she had done and so on. And went on and on about it. And finally, I interrupted her and said, now, I thought here I was gone last week and they got into trouble here and got into a spat, got into a fuss. And so uh, I said, when did this happen? And she counted off on her fingers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I thought she was going to say eight days ago. That would be back the middle of the week we was gone, you see. She said that would be eight years ago next Tuesday. <laughs> and I guess I had such a look on my face 
of astonishment that she said, oh, 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 now, now, now don't misunderstand me. I, I, I've forgiven her, all right. But you know I never will forget how that old devil treated me. And uh, I, I tell these students here, don't, don't, don't pass to church like I did. You're liable to get whipped. I mean, without thinking, I pointed my fa- I put my finger right in their face and said, you're a liar. In fact, I said, you're a bald-faced liar. You haven't forgiven her. Because if you'd have forgiven her, you'd have forgotten it. Oh, the devil may bring you a picture of it, but you won't entertain it. If you've forgiven her, you've forgotten it. Because God said, I am, even I am he that brought out thy transgressions, and I will not remember what? What? Thine iniquities. And the text said, the text said, that be ye kind one toward another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God. Amen. Amen. Now the devil may bring you a picture of it, but when he does, you just laugh at him and say, Mr. Devil, that's just a picture. All you've got's a photo. The thing doesn't exist anymore because I've forgiven them. Amen. Amen. And if you was in the wrong, well, you've confessed it and God's forgiven you. And it's all clear. Can you say amen? amen? And love prevails. And love wins. And love never fails. Forgiving. Forgiving one another. Love forgives. Amen? amen. You know, we all rejoice and just are thrilled and should be with Mark the 11th chapter. I guess I preach from Mark the 11th chapter uh, more than any other text in the Bible. And we all rejoice at the words that fell from the lips of Jesus when he said, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart but shall believe those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore I say unto you what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you'll receive them and ye shall have them. And we rejoice in that. Thank God for it. But you know that's not all that he said. That's not the whole story at all. That's only a part of it. The very next verse he said, and, and, Well, and is a conjunction. It joins what he's about to say to just what he's got through saying. Now notice what he just got through saying in Mark 11, 24. He said, Therefore I say unto you what things ever you desire when you pray. Everybody say when you pray. When you pray. So you see he's talking about praying, isn't he? When you pray, Believe you receive them and ye shall have them. And when you stand praying. So you see, he's still talking about praying. And when you stand praying, forgive if ye have aught against any. And when you stand praying, forgive. Now why? Because your faith and your prayers won't work if you don't forgive. Amen. Amen. Now thank God for Mark 11, 23 and 24. But I've also practiced verse 25 along with it. 
I just always refused. All my Christian life, I, I have always refused to have the least bit of animosity, the least bit of ill will, the least bit of wrong feeling. Won't entertain it for a moment. I mean, if any kind of the least bit of animosity, the least bit of ill feeling, or wrong feeling towards anybody, if it comes up in me any way, shape, form, or fashion, I get after it, as we say down here in Oklahoma, tooth and toenail. Praise God that kill it. I won't let it, won't entertain it for a moment. I wouldn't entertain that kind of thinking any more than I entertain for any moment the thought to kill you. Because it'll do me damage. You can't walk in health. You can't walk in healing. I, I know from experience. I'm sure of this, that none of us are perfect in love, but some of us have sure tried. I had an evangelist one time hold me a meeting. Well, he did me wrong. There's no doubt about it. I'm not going into detail about it. If I did, you'd know it. And the devil suggested to me, when I say this, the thought came to my mind, and it didn't come up out of my spirit. See, thoughts will come into your mind from the inside up, or they'll come from the outside in. It sure didn't come out of my heart. I wouldn't take him up another offering if I was you. Devil ever suggest anything to you? I just wouldn't take him up another offering. Now, it's our custom that when we had a guest speaker, an evangelist, we'd take him up an offering on Tuesday night, Friday night, and Sunday night. We'd take the other offerings up for church expenses, you know, because we entertained him, fed him, and advertisement, and so on and so forth. I wouldn't, I wouldn't receive him another offering if I was you. I'd just wait till Sunday night because you got to Sunday night. You know, everybody wondered if you didn't. And I wouldn't try to get him anything. I'd just say, this brother so-and-so's offering, pass the plate and say no more about it. Now I said, just for that, Mr. Devil, just for that, I'm going to take him up an offering every night. <laughs> See, the Bible said return good for evil. Amen. Amen. I'm going to take him up an offering every night. And if you say anything else about it, I'll take him up two offerings every night. And I would too. But the devil never said another word. He don't want any preacher to get two offerings a night. That's a sitch. He never said another word. I took him up an offering every night. Then I asked him, because my church wasn't a large church, just a medium-sized church. I asked him, I said, uh, uh, what do you average? Because, see, he went mostly to larger churches than mine most of the time. I said, what, what is your average? He told me, I paid him three times as much as he is getting on an average and gave a third of it out of my own pocket. I felt better, he felt better, glory to God, and everything was fine. Now, notice this. The word of God said, we read it there a while ago from the 13th chapter of Romans, that love worketh no ill. Why don't you turn back there again? Notice this. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. In other words, you could put it this way. Love worketh no ill to anyone. That's the 10th verse of the 13th chapter. Love does what? Worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. You know what we need to do is before we do anything, we, especially when it comes to, to brothers and sisters in the Lord, but this says to his neighbor, that means to anyone, anyone.
But we should ask ourselves the question, how is this going to affect them? Because love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. And we have a good offer. I like this offer. That's right. You know, one of the things that I just really like to minister on is finding the perfect will of God yes, yes, for your yes. life. Uh, because it's like when you are in the perfect will of God, you know, it doesn't say that life's going to be easy, but God right. gives you the grace to right. navigate through. Yes, yes, so yes, that, yes. that's what we've got. Yeah. Uh, we've got your dad's two CDs on um, how you can know the will of God. That's important yes. to know how to hear from God. Uh, we have your CD, A Place Called There. Yeah, that's a, and, that's a great message. Yeah, and you know, in that, honey, you talk about that sometimes uh, in following God's will, it may seem like it's a demotion yeah. when really it is a promotion but you just don't see the future you don't you don't see past that that you know that's right and my book god's positioning system and it's following god's plan in a fast-paced world we yeah. live in a fast-paced world you know we depend upon gps now right and uh but with god god is the perfect gps you know what i was thinking about the fact that sometimes the natural gps Yes, it takes you to the wrong place. Yeah. And but God never takes you to the wrong yes. place. Hey, and that that's a thirty two ninety five offer. Yes. But we're giving you for fifty percent off. off. Sixteen fifty for right. all of it. Hey, go right there and order that right now. Call toll free one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. Again, call toll free one eight 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 Faith ninety nine. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.